Hello, friends. J.R. Briggs here, host of the Resilient Leaders Podcast. Today, we're reaching back into the archives, and we're going to re-air an episode that's been helpful to our listeners. We know that over the, the months that we've been doing this, we've gained a lot of new listeners since the episode first aired over 100 episodes ago. And so we want to give new listeners a chance to hear it if they haven't gone back through the catalog. But even if you've listened to this already, we believe that being reminded of valuable leadership truths and nuggets of value and wisdom is significant in becoming a resilient leader. This particular topic on this episode is one that comes up frequently in coaching sessions with leaders and in discussions with leaders over coffee and meals. So I thought we'd re-air it here today. We hope you enjoy this episode and thanks for listening. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast, where resilience and leadership is not simply a good idea, it's required. This is your host, J.R. Briggs, and today we want to explore one of the simplest acts you can possibly do in any given day that you can do literally right after you're done listening to this episode. Heck, you could even do it while you're listening to this episode. We're going to unpack the importance of why you as a leader should go for a walk and why you should make it a regular part of your schedule. Now, you may be thinking, really? I tuned into a podcast centered around teaching me how to be a better, resilient leader, and you're telling me to go take a walk? But before you turn off this podcast, hang with me on this one, because it has more to offer than it might sound on the surface. But before we get into the importance of walking, let's take a step back here a little bit. Have you ever noticed how many ideas, how many good ideas you have in the shower? Have you ever wondered exactly why that is? I've always thought that if I really wanted to be creative, I should just take a three-hour shower every day. In fact, the Hollywood writer Alan Sorkin was said to have taken six to seven showers a day when he was working on writing projects because so many of his good ideas came in the shower. Why is this? Well, it's scientifically proven why this occurs due to three main factors. First, as you wash your body, you're doing an activity you don't need to think much about. You are physically moving and you don't need much brain power to do deep thinking about your actions since you do it every single day. This frees up your mind to engage in thinking that you normally don't do. Secondly, you are healthily bored. You are away from your phone. This space allows you to think without being interrupted and lets your mind wander in ways you don't normally allow yourself to do in any other time throughout your day. And third, there's a physiological reason. You are standing under a shower head in which hot water is beating down on your scalp, creating, a greater, creating greater blood flow and for the synapses and the neurons in your brain to fire rapidly. This combination of engaging in physical activity that doesn't require much brain power, allowing your mind to wander without interruption, most often away from your phone, all while your head gets hot water beating down on it, creating a lot of great ideas and a chance to think in new ways that you haven't done before. It's one of the reasons why my family and I have a waterproof notepad and pencil stuck to the wall of our shower with suction cups. Seriously, it's actually a product called Aquanotes. Uh, it's been so good for us. We, when we run out, we order more off the, off the website. 
I've had so many good ideas that I didn't want to lose them. And I will put in the show notes the link to the product if any of you are interested. Now, if you think we're crazy as a family, that's all right with me. But I have had literally dozens and dozens of ideas that I've generated in the shower that have led to books I've written, talks I've presented, questions to explore, and new projects to launch. And I find I must write them down in the shower or I will lose them. But as important as this may be, I actually don't really want to talk about the shower. I want to talk about one of the simplest activities that you can do as a human being, and that's to take a walk. It's so simple, it's actually sneaky. Because we think it's a good idea to go for a walk, and it's so simple, and yet so few of us actually do it. I can say with confidence that one of the greatest practices that I've integrated into my leadership is taking walks several times a week. Of course, walking is good for your health, but that's not the primary reason why I walk. I do it in order to think better. Similar to the concept of the shower, my body is in physical motion, but I don't have to spend a lot of brain power thinking about it. Left foot in front of right, right foot in front of left, repeat. And so because of this, my brain wanders and it helps me think differently about a problem when I'm walking on a sidewalk than when I'm staring at a screen in my office. There's actually a Latin phrase that's solvitur ambulando. This means it is solved by walking. Solvitur ambulando. It is solved by walking. This concept of walking as a form of thinking or problem solving dates back to uh, Diogenes the Cynic, a Greek philosopher who lived in the 4th century BC. And throughout history, several famous poets, writers, journalists, musicians, inventors, and thinkers all took a walk every single day in order to think deeply, to solve problems, and to spur creative thought. People like Aristotle, Sigmund Freud, Johann Sebastian Bach, Henry David Thoreau, Harry Truman, Steve Jobs, Charles Darwin. You've read or watched the film or the play about Charles Dickens' classic story, A Christmas Carol, right? Well, according to his biographer, Claire Tomlin, Dickens crafted most of the story in his head while engaged in nighttime walks that covered between 15 and 20 miles a night. Whew, that's a lot of walking. But as a result of his thinking while walking around routine, the classic Christmas story took only six weeks to complete in the late fall of 1843. Even Christianity is described as a walk with God. The Japanese theologian Kosuke Koyama wrote a wonderful little book titled Three Mile an Hour God, stating that God shows up best when we literally slow down and take a walk. Mason Curry's book, Daily Rituals, How Artists Work, is a compilation of interviews he conducted of all sorts of creative people about their daily habits. And what's interesting in the book is how often the creative people he interviewed mentioned that they went on a walk every single day. Author Cal Newport, whose writings have had a huge impact on how I organize my daily life, wrote the book Digital Minimalism. He spends an entire chapter in the book talking about the importance of taking long walks alone. He quoted Nietzsche, who said, only thoughts reached by walking have value. Newport calls this the power of the outdoor office. He goes on to write this. He says, on a regular basis, go for long walks, preferably somewhere scenic. Take these walks alone, which means not just by yourself, but also if possible, without your phone. If you're wearing headphones, 
or monitoring a text message chain, or God forbid, narrating the scroll, the, the scroll of, uh, of Instagram, you're not really walking. And therefore, you're not going to experience this practice's great benefits. I could not agree more with Newport on this. Yes, there are physical benefits for going for a walk, for sure. But that's not the main motivator. I do it because it helps me mentally. It is so beneficial for my leadership to take a walk regularly. Solvatur Ambulando. In fact, there are three different types of walks and times of day that I take walks that will help me be a more resilient leader. The first type is during my workday. If I'm stuck on a problem, feeling uncreative, feeling a great deal of stress about an issue, if I'm in a rut, if I'm in need of a break or my mind is mush, I force myself to push back away from my computer, I leave my phone on my desk, and I take a five to 10 minute walk, sometimes just a few blocks around our neighborhood. That's it five to 10 minutes. I take a pen and a small notebook with me that fits in my back pocket so that when I come up with an idea or an issue or a problem, a question, a reminder, I jot it down so I won't forget. And like Cal Newport said, the key is to not take your phone with you on the walk. The second, the second kind of walk is we're all on Zoom a lot these days. But when I get a chance to have uh, to just have a phone call uh, or a phone meeting, it's more likely than not that I'm walking the neighborhood while I'm doing that. E- even walking through the wooded path of White's Road Park in my community about 10 minutes from our house. Sure, it's with my phone. But when I do this, I'm engaged only on the call. I'm not scrolling through social media, which I don't even have on my phone. And when I do this, I always feel much more creative, sharp, and engaged in my thinking. Now, third something my 13-year-old son Carter and I have gotten into the habit of doing the past few months is going for a 15-minute walk every night throughout our neighborhood around 9 or 9.30 p.m. I am honored when he asks me, Dad, you ready to go? We talk about the day, we ask questions, we tell stories, we catch up. And as a dad, I'm deeply grateful that he still wants to spend time with me. This deepens our trust I don't know how long this is going to last. I hope that this rhythm between Carter and myself uh, occurs for a very long time. But for however long it lasts, I'm deeply grateful. So here's my challenge for you as leaders. Go for a walk today. Just five to 10 minutes and leave your phone in the house. Don't see this as wasting time. Instead, see it as investing in your resiliency. By doing so, it'll help you build your resiliency muscle. You might be surprised how you can think in new ways that you didn't know you could before you left the house. And after you take a walk today, then challenge yourself to take two more walks by the end of the week. Try it. Even if you don't develop any new ideas, solve any problems, or ask any new questions, it's still good to have physical activity, right? Forming the habit of going for walks is the greatest, most practical, simplest thing that I can do in my resiliency as a leader. And it can be one of the greatest habits that you develop as a resilient leader as well. Just try it. I think you'll be surprised how it'll help you to be more resilient, creative, peaceful, and think deeply in ways you didn't think that you could do and the ways you don't when you're sitting in front of your computer at your desk. Taking walks and leading resiliently is much more connected than you ever thought. 
Let me know what your experience is like. Feel free to reach out to me. I'd love to hear from you. My information is in the show notes along with other links to resources that I've shared on this important topic. Thank you for joining me today. Leaders, would you do me a favor? Would you call, tell, text, email, or share on social media about this podcast with just three leaders that you know who you think will benefit greatly from this podcast? I would greatly appreciate it. This podcast is produced by the deeply gifted Joel Limbaugh at Onalim Productions. If you've ever thought about starting a podcast or you need a high quality produced video for your organization or project, Joel is here to help take the worry and the stress out of the process. I have used his services numerous times and I recommend him highly. Visit onalimproductions.com for more information. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning and go for a walk sometime today.